glory's here, y'all. How many of you know the glory's here? Praise the Lord. Oh, such a stirring in my spirit. So, uh, um, that is where we live from, you know. Amen. I don't mind. I don't mind knowledge, you know, for just for or intellect. We get it, but that's not where we live from. We don't live from our intellect. <laughs> but this we live morning, from the inside. Hallelujah. I just want to, there's a couple of things I want to draw your attention to. There's a series back there called Don't Look Back. And you know, Oral Roberts, when uh, someone asked him if he had one sermon he could leave people, if there was only one of all that he'd given his life to that he could leave people, he said, he picked the sermon from Philippians chapter 3, where he said that he called it Don't Park Here. He said, basically, he did not see a place where he could settle, where he could stop. All he could see was the opportunity before him. And so when I was thinking about the church this morning, we may talk about this a little bit, but don't look back. You know, the only thing worse than having a horrible past is having a future that's held by it. And actually, we're not called. You know, I found out something about the, you know, actually the devil doesn't have a plan. He's just trying to stop or thwart the plan of God. But I mean, the Bible says if he had a plan, he would have understood he would have never allowed Jesus to be crucified he doesn't have a plan he's just trying to stop the plan of God and so when you understand God has a plan you'll actually you realize that really the devil's not after your past he's after your future and when you understand that it'll keep you from being stopped by something other than the plan of God and it'll keep you pursuing. I always tell people, you know, whatever moves you controls you. You may not think that it matters or that, you know, that you're over it. But I can find out if you're over it if I could just find out what makes you do what you do. When she was saying that, I thought of this. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood. Of Jesus. Am I in a Catholic church?
your death, burial, and resurrection, that on the mercy seat your blood testifies of our eternal redemption. We thank you, Lord, that we're not... We're bought with a price, and we don't belong to this world. Nothing. We don't belong no to, 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 the, world. The, to the to the devil. We don't belong to our past. We don't belong to anything or anyone. We belong to God. To you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you. The price Hallelujah. has been paid Hallelujah. with the precious blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. There is hope for the future. We are not without hope because we are not without God. Thank you, Lord. Trust in you, in Jesus' Hallelujah. name. Oh, I tell you, missed a good chance to dance in the Holy Ghost just then. Missed a good chance to run around the room. Said, well, I have to have a camp meeting beat. I don't, I just got to have the word. Oh, you said, well, you know, I, if I go home and watch football, I'll get excited. Or if my kids are playing soccer, listen, you're excited over the wrong thing. It's okay, but those things are going to pass away. They ain't standing. When in a hundred years from now, you're going to go foot what? You know, you're not even going to know. You're not even going to care. So I say, why wait till we get there? Let's, you know, let her rip right now. This is where we're supposed to do it yeah. too, you know. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. You can go ahead and do that. If you want to finish those, you can. You can sit down. You can. There were two other ones I was going to tell you about. Ooh, I don't know. We'll see what happens when I do this one. I like this one. You know, how many of you know this is not the time to be neutral? You know, what is it people call who don't want to fight? What do they call them? Uh, you know, uh, Canadian? Pacifist. I mean, no, Swiss? Oh, just kidding. How many of you I'm know? Kidding, I'm kidding, guys. If you're from Canada, we love Canada. That's the first country we went. How many of you know that? Are you that, from Canada? Oh, okay, I was going to say. How many of you know that we, Christians are not pacifists? Ooh. You know what pacifists do? They say, let somebody else take care of it. No. You know what Christians do? Or, or, you know, they say, that's not necessary. Christians know that there is a plan. There is an enemy against the plan of God. And Christians also know that we are the hope of the world. And that if we don't rise up, nobody else will. Actually, one of the great leaders of the, our, oh, his name was Wil, Wilbur Wilberforce. He was in England. He was one of the leaders who actually uh, saw he was involved in slave trade as a young man. He got saved in his elderly years, and he got saved in his whole life's focus because of the influence of Jesus Christ and the church, his whole life's uh, focus was to do away with the slavery uh, and, and, and abolition to, to, to cause it to, to, to cease and he was he was real strong in that he went before in England he went before the you know the government there I forget what they call it, parliament he would go he went before him like eight times and every time they just rejected him but he wouldn't give up because he knew it was right because up. of the power of the life-changing plan of Jesus Christ. And before the year he died was the year that, that uh, they, they abolished slavery. And he, and he gave us great speech in which he said that the only people who can actually rise up with any zeal and have a reason for doing it is the Christian. The Christian. For his zeal Woo! to stand up for something. And so, you know, I said all that to say, we are not here just to watch what happens. We are here 
with actually something that has happened at work in us and we use that power to stand against what would try to take the light out of the whole world but as long as we're here the Bible says there's a restraining power there is a light that shines through the darkness and it's shining in you and me and so this is called don't take the fight out of faith I walk my faith expectation in your situation you know people who don't have a future people who just are depressed are people who think the future will be just like the past Mm. but we always have hope for the future the future is not lost the future is as bright as the promises of God. Oh, and that's why you can't. Woo, and so the third one is called play offense. That means, you know, play offense. In other words, get in the game and score some points, honey, because you're carrying the yeah, ball. Yeah, get in the game. Hallelujah. <laughs> so those are all back there. They'll be a blessing to you. And then, uh, you, oh, th- yeah. then there's a book back there oh, called yeah. You Can Get Anywhere From Here. Have you ever felt like you were confined? Well, if you felt that way, it's not because of God. It's because of something that was trying to, to, to make your life uh, the place that you're in, to make it the last place that you ever are in, and to cause it to... Ju- he, yeah, the last you know, the, place you'll ever The be. devil's always trying to diminish the value of your life. God's always trying to increase it. Always. And living for God is not a complicated thing. But it does take the right motivation, the right vision. you got to keep... you got to understand the truth... And then, you know, this, this book was written so it could be understood by anyone, anywhere, whether you're a young Christian or you've been around for a long time. Or a non-Christian. Or, yeah, and you think, Can so understand uh, this. It's very just clear. really understand what it means to be a Christian and then how to actually live in the reality of that. I understand when that. You that when you do that, when you do that, you can get anywhere from right where you're at. Hallelujah. In other words, you're not confined. You are delivered. You know, that's why when she was talking, I, when she was talking, I was thinking, oh, man, I just got to hold her back. I just got to hold her back. You know, I got to act, you know, like everybody else and just hold her back and just kind of, you know, it's really the opposite. When we go into churches, we're trying to rev them up. Hallelujah. But it should be that we should, we should try to hold you back so we can say something. Because you're so excited about the promise of God, the word of God. You're so stirred about giving. You're so stirred about heaven. You're so stirred about healing. You're so stirred. You said, yes, but I had someone that went home to be with the Lord. Well, they're home. We're not. We're still here. You know, don't you go, don't you check out on us too soon. I mean, it's just as though you went home. If you check out on us, they're home. It's like Brother Hagin said, he was standing on this porch and and his wife said when uh, Ken... uh, Junior, uh, Pastor Hagen and uh, Pat uh, were little bitty kids and they were standing on the porch and uh, Miss Aretha said, you wouldn't care if me and both the kids dropped dead here right on, said you wouldn't worry you'd worry if me and both I don't think you'd worry if if me and both the kids dropped dead here right on the porch and Brother Hagen said, well why worry then, you'd be dead and how can I get that way? You get that way by knowing there is a city we're going to. You get that way by listening to the mulberry bush. I hear the rustle. I hear the rustle. I hear the I hear a rustling in the mulberry bush. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. We're all
all the people with Shekinah glory, stand please. We got a couple out in the hall. Yeah, stand. All these young people, they are turned on. They're on fire. The uh, many are going to. Ra are y'all going to Raymond? No, you've already been. Uh, Shelly Ray, yes, you're, you're at a, a Sand Springs church. I mean, they are ready to let her rip. Hallelujah. And when I mentioned coming here, they said, we want to come. We want to come. We want to come. Hey, bless God. Yeah. We want to get in. I said, do you want to go in and sow some seed into another church? And they said, yeah, would you show up? Amen. Do you know that that's what you do when you walk into the congregation? When I walk in, I think something's going to happen. <laughs> At my own home church, 3,000 people, over 3,000 people. I walk in. I call myself a back row ministry. I walk in and I think everybody around here is going to get so full. And so they start are, praising, and everybody's just, oh, yes, so sometimes good. And I go, oh, yes, so good. And when they're on the back row, you know, it's like they're furthest away from all the activity, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's Not talking like, to anybody you know, here because you might no. be the one with all the money. I see you, sir, yes. <laughs> I see you are in the blue shirt. You are the one with the money. I ain't going to make fun of you. No, I don't think that. What okay. the pastor fun. got up, he said, he said, I got good news and bad news. The good news is we got the money for the building fund. The bad news is it's still in your pocket. <laughs> oh, boy. That's, uh, that's uh, almost true. Anyway, hallelujah. Are y'all ready? Praise the Lord. I do have a scripture for this morning. I tell people, you tried all kinds of pills in your life. How about giving a gospel a chance, you know? I do have a scripture for you this morning. It's out of Ephesians chapter 3. I just saw it so clearly. You know... There, Jesus always ministered two ways as he walked on this earth, and we do the same thing. He ministered by the power of the Word of God and by the flow of the Spirit of God. Oh, we believe that he's still doing the same. How about you? And so this is my scripture for you this morning, Ephesians chapter 3. And you may have heard it before, but don't listen to it like you already know it. Because God, the Holy Ghost, is looking for people who would like to be taught this morning. And now, unto him, and I like that word now. Right now, unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above yes. all yes. that we ask or think. Yes. Now, in other words, I'm not looking for something that just you can figure out this morning. Now, listen, now, this is just for you this morning. For you who are here. It's like the day of Pentecost. 120 were there, and guess what? 120 got filled in the upper room. Many more could have. Hey, and so it says, unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think. One translation says he's able to transcend all limits. I like that. He is able to transcend all limits. No limits now. I don't know what your limit is, but just, you know, it probably is between your two ears. Because he says, above all that we can ask or think. According, you say, well, what's he looking at then? The power that works in us. That power that's at work in us is the same power. That's the anointing. That's that, uh, uh, that's that divine explosive power that was released in Jesus Christ when he was raised from the dead. If you're looking like our pastor said the other day, some people always say, what's wrong? We get one problem solved, pastor, and then we have another problem. And we get victory over one problem, and then we have another problem. We get victory. He says, all we got is problem, problem, problem. And our pastor, Pastor Bob, he said, uh, Bob Yanni, he said, well, you know, I kind of look at it like this. We just get one victory, another victory, and another victory. I don't know how you're looking at it, but you might want to turn that cat around. 
song, you know what I mean? Under him who is able to do exceed. But watch this now. Because he's talking about the power that raised Christ from the dead. He's talking about the mighty power of God. And it's, it transcends all limits. And you say, but where are we going to see and understand that power? You think it's going to happen? I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen, you know, in some club somewhere. But I got news for you. Before it happens in a club, it's probably going to happen in exactly the place God has planned for it to happen. And he says, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages world without in one translation says to the last generation of eternity he said I have a plan and it's like you can see it the vortex here it all comes and it just there it goes right into the church because when it happens in the church I'll guarantee you just like in the day of Pentecost when it happens in the upper room when it happens in the church it spreads out into the city it spreads out into the country and you won't be able to contain it really uh, Lester Summerall asked Smith Wigglesworth at, at the age of it was 81 or 82, somewhere around in there. He asked him, he said, Smith, how come, how is it, because he'd go visit him in the morning, how is it that you always are the same? Don't you ever feel bad? And he said, Smith Wigglesworth, you know, uh, this was in his book, Pioneers of Faith, and he said, Smith Wigglesworth just answered back, I never asked Smith Wigglesworth how he feels. You know, you got to learn what to do with your body. I mean, your body, I'm not, you know, there are days, I can tell you when my, Ray and I get up to dance, I mean, there are days it's, you know, some days it's, you know, easier than others. But, you know, we just already made a choice, and I could tell you that story why we do that, but, you know, it's, it's one thing to get something, it's another thing to keep it. If you're going to keep it, you're going to have to learn how to rejoice right in the face of adversity. And so, um, you know, we just figured, you know, Habits are really more important than desire. I mean, habits are what take you where you go. Really, it's not what you want to do. It's what you do. Habits are more important than desire. So I just figured, you know, a habit's more something you do more than once. Wait, 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 wait. wait. It's not what you want to do. It's what you do. And now, so, I'll tell you, now, for wait, some wait, wait. reason, that'll be the same thing with adults, not just kids. So habit, a habit's just something you do more than once. The reason you got a habit is because you've done it more than once. And after a while, habits seem natural. So I decided I wanted to have more of a habit in my life of rejoicing rather than complaining. I mean, you can look at problem to problem to problem, or you can look at victory to victory to victory. And so, you know, I decided, you know, my husband and I come together, and we're just going to, Smith Wigglesworth, I mean, I figured he's a good pattern to follow. The Bible says, follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises, you know. Look at their example and let them guide you. And also, you know, I was reading that story, and he said, he asked him, he said, well, what do you do? Lester Summerall asked Smith Wigglesworth, and Smith Wigglesworth said, every morning, every morning I get up. This was at 80-something. I mean, you know, 80-something. And he said, every morning I get up, and I dance before the Lord. He said, high-speed dancing. And he said... And then he said, I just run around my room telling him how thankful I am to be a part of his plan, how wonderful he is, how great he is, and how I'm so excited about what he's doing. So I thought, I'm going to do it. That's not the only story I heard, but I thought, we're going to do it. Now, you can just say you're going to do it every morning, but until you start doing it, you know, the only person who gets blessed is the doer of the word. You don't get blessed because you hear it. 
Hearing is essential, but it's not an end into itself. You understand? So I just decided to be a doer because, you know, we had our conference in France this year, over $100,000, almost $130,000. And we're not just doing it one year. We're going to do it next year. And so I figured if I'm going to, you know, take hold of this, because when I first heard of it, my head said, you're going to be bankrupt if you do that. And so I didn't say anything. And I thought, if I don't change something, what I'm thinking is going to start affecting the way I'm acting. And so I thought, you know, the best way to change what you think is to start doing something different. You can't just say, I don't want to think that way. you got to do something different. And so that's just what I decided to do. So we just decided every day we get up, we rejoice, and we just, we just I say, I dance until I got a new attitude. Until right. it changes my attitude, you know, because it'll kill you, hardening of the attitudes. It'll kill you. It's lethal, I'm telling you. So anyway, praise the Lord. It's good. You can take that and just do it yourself. I just challenge you, every one of you, whether you're single, newly married, whatever, just get up every morning, you know, and just before you leave the house, you have you brushed your teeth, brushed my teeth, have you danced, and danced. You know, it'll just help you put on the proper attire. You know, we need to have a what not to wear Christian television show. <laughs> that frown is improper attire for someone who has been freely forgiven. I'll just tell you right now, it's just not, it's, ve- it's, it's actually, it's not very slimming for you to look so disgusted with yourself. God's not disgusted with you. When he looks at you, the Bible says he's faithful. He who promised, he will do it. So that we can boldly say, the Lord is our helper. We will not fear. What can man do to me? Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. I've just got about three scriptures I'm going to give you. I, I, I hear a, I hear, Cindy was saying on the way, she said, what's that scripture about the rustling of the mulberry tree? You know, remember when David, right after he was anointed king, right after he was anointed, the Philistines heard about it and they came to challenge the anointing of God. You don't think the devil knows you're anointed? He knows it. He just doesn't want to tell you he's defeated. He knows you're anointed. But David went before the Lord and he said, Lord, what should I do? And the Lord said, when you hear the rustling of the mulberry tree, go up because I will be before you and you will overtake them. So there's a sound that's being heard and there's a story to be told. And Hebrews chapter 10 says this. I got to read you a couple of scriptures here. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 uh, as we, uh, j- just for you, we're just going to read these and kind of connect them together with the, the stirring of the Spirit of God in this hour. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 says, uh, Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What does he connect you assembling together uh, as, as the church of Jesus Christ? He connects it with the day that is coming. Actually, one translation says it this way. Do not avoid worshiping together as some, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the big 
day coming. Oh, it's coming. Woo, the big day is coming. He goes on, and as he gets to the end of this chapter, remember what he said. For he said in verse 36, 35, Do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise for yet a little while. And he who is coming will come. And will not tarry or he will not delay for the just shall live by faith. If any man draws back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition or destruction, but to those who believe to the saving of the soul. He's saying, don't let go of the promise of God. And he says, because God is faithful and he who will, who is coming will come. He said, don't let go. You know what he's saying to the church? Don't quit on me because I won't quit on you. He said, don't quit on me because I won't quit on you. He's looking right at the church when he looks at those who make the difference for the hour right before the big day. Right before the big day that is coming. And it is coming. You know, I want you to uh, turn over to Acts chapter 2. This big, this started with a big day. And it's going to end with a big day. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come. In other words, there was a season. There was a, uh, uh, they were in the midst of the preparation of this time. The day of Pentecost was really the feast of first fruits, you know. Uh, you may not know that, but now you do. But he said, but when it had fully come. The day was coming. They were looking for it. But he said this day it had fully. In other words, it's like waiting, getting ready for Christmas. And then December 25th, you wake up and the day has fully come. And everything you've been preparing for, now you get to unwrap the gifts. And so the day of Pentecost had fully come and they were all with one accord in one place. What place were they in? They were in the place that God planned for them to be. Tell me the place God has planned for you for the day that is to come. He said, do not forsake the assembly. There is a plan from heaven for this hour. And the Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I got news for you. People in the world will tell you and try to make you think it does not matter the place that you serve God in. But I got news for you. It mattered on the day of Pentecost and it matters today. And they were all together in one place. They were together. In other words, they were joined together by a common promise. By they, This day was started by a promise. And they were joined together by that promise. The church today is joined together by a promise. The day is coming. He who will, will come. He said, he who is coming will come. And we will not quit until he comes. And he says, and on that day, I got to read this to you. We're, we're just one more place. It says, and suddenly, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. In other words, it looked like just a regular prayer meeting, but it wasn't. It came suddenly. You know what that word suddenly means? It's quickly. 
It's the same word that is used in uh, Revelation and only used in Revelation chapter uh, four times. It's used in Revelation chapter three, verse 11, when he says, behold, Jesus said, I come quickly. Hold fast that which you have, that no man take your crown. He said, I come quickly. In other words, it started with a day. It came suddenly. And I got news for you, honey. It's going to end the same way. You say, well, I'm just warming up to it. I got news for you. God's already on hot. He's already warm, you understand? Yeah, yeah. He's more than warm. He is red hot. The Bible says he's a consuming fire. You do know. This church knows the rapture's coming, don't you? The way you acted on that, I wasn't sure if you guys knew. No. And he said, and then he says in Revelation 22, 7, Behold, I come. Blessed is he. I come quickly. Behold, blessed is he that keeps the sayings of this prophecy of the book. Revelation 22, verse 12. He said, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. The message Bible says, I'm bringing the payroll with me. Glory to God. Everybody likes payday. I'm telling you, payday's on the way. Payday's on the way. Oh, I believe it. I don't know if that's you, but I can hear the sound of the rustling of the mulberry tree. I didn't start this, honey, but I will be a part of the finish. Oh, glory to God. And he says in Revelation chapter 22, you ever, you know, you ever wonder what the last verse of the Bible says? Revelation chapter 22 verse, verse 20 says, he who testifies these things. I'll, let me make sure I'm, well, I know there's 21. The grace of the Lord be with you all. I like that one too. But look at what he's saying. He who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming quickly. You know what he says? He says, I like to do things suddenly. Surely I am coming quickly. Even so, even so, come, Lord Jesus. In other words, I got news for you. You may be trying to figure it all out. You might be trying trying to get your ducks all in a row. But the best thing you can do is be in the place that God has called you to be. Be there faithfully. Be there when the sun shines. Be there when it's raining. Be there when they're all there. Be there when there's no one there. Because I got news for you. If you're here, God says you're going to help with the coming of the big day. Some things matter more than others. The decision you make about the church of Jesus Christ, the local church, is the decision that will either put you in position for the day of the Lord or keep you on the sidelines watching the show. It's real important. Look at what happens here in Acts chapter 2. Suddenly there came, verse 2, a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. That word wind is the word pneuma. It's where we get our word, you know, uh, uh, pneuma, the word wind and pneuma, we, spirit. You know, the, the spirit of God was involved in this day. And I got news for you. He's on the earth to stay. Jesse Duplantis was in the back room at our church. Our pastor, Bobby Annie, was talking about after he ministered there one time. And, you know, he had gone to heaven, I guess. I'm not sure how long ago. But he was talking about when he went to heaven. And he said, I felt so stupid or something like that. You know, he said he was walking around heaven. And he said he saw Jesus. 
you know, and he saw some angels and he saw, I think he saw God. Uh, oh, you know, I'm not sure exactly how he saw it, but I just know this part of the conversation. He said he asked, uh, I, don't, I think he said he asked Jesus, where's the Holy Spirit? And he said he told him, on the earth. He's on the earth. That's where he's at today. You know how he got here? On the day of Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost. When the the Bible says the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out. And they heard a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And when the Bible says, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. I got news for you, honey. You're trying to just, you know, put a cap on it. And just trying to, you know, sprinkle it a little bit. I got news for you. You are about to be Filled with more than you can take in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The same way. Remember what they said about Jesus? The same way he left, he's coming again. And he said, I'm coming quickly. He said it himself. Suddenly, I mean, you think everything's going along. You got your, you know, you're figuring out how to pay off your Toyota. You're figuring out, listen to me, all those decisions you make outside of the church. Whether it has to do with being a doctor, a dancer, a lawyer, a teacher, all those decisions. The only ones that matter are the ones that are based on the principles of the church. I know you're not in church 24 hours a day, but you take what you get here and it shapes what you do there. That's the power of the church. And you say, oh, I don't want, you know, if the church does not shape your decisions, if the power of the plan of God does not shape what you will or will not do out there as a doctor, as a lawyer, as a dancer, as whatever you are, if the church does not shape it, then the world will. And if you let the world shape it, You'll be, you'll miss the sudden day. You'll, you'll, you'll wonder what's going on. You won't recognize it. And all of a sudden, there it is and your time is over. And it's too late because it's coming quickly. It's coming quickly. And he said, just like in this days, it says, and they were, it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire. And one sat upon each of them. Woo, you know what the fire represents? That represents the divine presence of God. The fire. He's a consuming fire. His divine presence is involved in his divine plan and his power, the, the power of the Spirit of God. And then it says, and they were all filled with the Spirit. And they were all filled with the Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were all filled with the Spirit. And I got news for you today. It's the same plan from heaven this hour. The the gift of the Holy Spirit is not just for a few. It's for everyone. You say, why do we need that gift of power? Remember what Matthew, in Matthew 3, John the Baptist said? He said, I baptize you with water, but there's coming one after me. It won't be long. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. On the day of Pentecost, they heard the wind, and the fire of God came on both of them. And in Acts chapter 1, Jesus said, you will be baptized with the fire, the Holy Ghost, not many days from hence. I don't know about you, but I like it when God suddenly comes into my life and causes things that are all misapplied to be focused in the right direction. That's what happens 
with the power of the plan of God. And the Bible says, I just want to read this part to you because you need to understand that as they were there, it says uh, in verse 12, they came all over from different places and everyone heard them speaking and they couldn't understand how these guys who seemingly had no ability to influence anyone was actually influencing everyone there because of the power of the Spirit of God. And the Bible says that they were all amazed and they were perplexed And verse 13 says they were mocking. Listen, when you're filled with the power of God, you'll have three different ways people will will look at you. They'll be amazed. Wow. Wow, Jeremy, I never thought that could happen to you. Wow, praise the Lord. Look what God has done in your life. I know who you are, but look at what God has made you to be. Amazed. Can't figure it out, but I'm amazed. Perplexed. I don't understand it. Does that bother you that they don't understand? Listen, that's okay. If all they ever get is what they understand, they're going to miss the glory of God. There's always a place where you don't understand. When people don't understand something, the first thing they do in the natural is try to protect what they do understand. But God invades that place. He comes suddenly. He comes quickly. And he pours out his spirit. It didn't bother him. They didn't understand. He just put it in the mouth of Peter, the very word that they could could take a hold of so they could understand. And after Peter got up to preach, a man who three times denied Jesus, after he got a hold of the Pentecostal experience he became a preacher whom 3,000 people got saved under his power the power of his of his sermon you're worried about what you've done wrong you just need to take a hold of the power of God there's a plan from heaven and he says they were amazed they were perplexed and others were mocking them oh yeah I had it happen to me and if you hadn't had it happen to you you will in my own people who said what's the matter with you what are you doing that for I got news for you they're not saying that anymore glory to God I got some wine all right, but it's new wine it's the wine from the Holy Ghost and because of people who were filled with the power of God Acts chapter 2 verse 47 says that they uh, uh, that the Lord added To the church, such as should be saved. What happened? There was a plan from heaven. It spread out into the the, 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 to the streets of Jerusalem, but it caused a strengthening and an increase of the church. And so I'm here today to tell you, church, don't quit. Payday's on the way. Surely. He comes quickly. Even so, we say, come, Lord Jesus. We began. The church was, listen, the feast of first fruits. Some people say, and there are people who teach that the church is on a diminishing road, you know. Like now, you know, we don't have the gifts and we don't have, you know, he doesn't use apostles and prophets anymore. That those things, you know, passed away. We had our our day when we, you know, Acts chapter 2 and and the Holy Ghost came and there was a time for that. But now it's all diminishing. No, it's not diminishing. It's increasing. We go from faith to faith and glory to glory. No, no, it's not diminishing. It's increasing. And he'll come in the same way that Acts chapter 2 tells the story of Peter.
people who were in the right place, in the place God told them to go. And in that place, the day of the Lord came on them and a power was released in the earth that could not be denied. I want to know, am I in a place today where people have set their heart on the plan of God? I want to know, am I in a place where people believe payday is coming? Am I, listen, every one of the disciples of Jesus, every one of them died a martyr's death except John the Baptist. And he was boiled in oil and they couldn't kill him. In other words, they had their eyes set on a day that was coming. They had their eyes set on a day that was coming that no man could stop. This is our hour, church. We are not in crisis. We are under the control of the plan of God. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I want to know, is there anybody here who says, even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Come quickly. Are you ready? Are you ready? If you're ready today, you'll be ready tomorrow. And then the Spirit of God will come upon you. And you'll have times when things will move faster than you thought they could. Oh, but it's the day. Not the day of diminishing value, but the day of ever-increasing splendor. Where the light that shines through the darkness shines brighter and brighter and brighter as the path of the noonday sun. That's our path, church. This is our hour. This is our day. Hebrews 11 said, The saints of old saw our day coming and they rejoiced in it. They ran their course. They didn't quit because they knew the day of the church was coming. Hallelujah. Christ in you is the hope of the world. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. I thank you, Lord, for that anointing and that power at work in this place, filling each life, filling each mouth, filling them. We hope you've enjoyed this message by Lois Toucher and Cindy Duvall of Shekinah Glory Ministries. For more information about Shekinah Glory, log on to our website at www.shekinahglory.com. There you'll find our entire catalog of teaching materials, music CDs, and books, all available for online purchase. The website also offers our daily devotional, updates from the road, and our ministry itinerary so you can pray for us as we travel throughout the United States and overseas. You can also join our mailing list in order to receive regular newsletter updates of ongoing ministry projects. Thank you and God bless you for your support of Shekinah Glory Ministries. We couldn't do it without you. Truly the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall fill all the earth. This is Ray Toucher, Speaking for Shekinah Glory Ministries, thank you and God bless you.